Hello, ladies, and welcome to week three of our study in Genesis, looking at what it means to be a woman who bears the image of God. Today, we're continuing that study by looking at the story of the very first woman who bore God's image, Eve. As we read and we learn and we talk today about Eve's temptation in Genesis 3, we'll be asking the next question that Scripture gives us in our image-bearing narrative today. What happens when we fail to look upward at God and outward towards others? What happens when we only look inward and we forget our image-bearing purpose? You see, it's no secret that today's culture wants us women staring in a mirror all day long. I mean, literally, we have mirrors everywhere so that we can examine and fix our hair, look at whether or not our shirt is flattering to our figure. We have mirrors that can magnify our eyebrows and we can see every last stray hair that we need to pluck. This concept, though, applies figuratively as well. Women today are constantly told that we need to examine our lives, our roles in society, the structure of our family, our career choices. Ultimately, our image is held up in a mirror in front of us to look at, not just on the outside, but the inside as well. Now, of course, having a healthy view of ourselves as Christian women is without a doubt important. It's why we've been studying here at Bought at a Price what it means for us Christian women to bear the image of God. But today, we're going to learn from Eve herself about what can happen when our gaze only remains inward towards ourselves, and we forget to look above at God, and we forget to look around us at all of the good things and the good people He has given us. And then we're going to look at how we can keep our eyes focused on God and all of that goodness and stay true to our image-bearing purpose in the process. So, Genesis 3, that infamous story of what history has titled The Fall. Eve's temptation in Genesis has been caricatured, misunderstood, and misapplied to people's lives for as long as people have sought to understand their origins. What tends to be missed in this first story of the first woman to bear God's image is that it is not a standalone event. It is the story of all women, of all people, when we forget our ultimate purpose as image bearers, to look up to God and out to others. Eve's temptation begins with a serpent approaching her, and he casts seeds of doubt into her mind. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, the serpent asks Eve, Did God actually say, You shall not eat of any tree in the garden? Eve answers truthfully to the serpent that yes, God did in fact command that they can eat of all the trees in the garden except the tree in the middle, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Because if they eat of that tree, they will die. But the serpent continues his tempting, and he targets Eve's heart with some very particular language. 
The serpent tells Eve in Genesis 3-5, You will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Now, every part of this verse in Genesis 3 has been studied and studied over and over again throughout history. But for our purposes today, I want us to only pay attention to one part of Eve's temptation here in Genesis, when the serpent tells her, and you will be like God. Genesis 3 verse 1 tells us that the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. And this holds true in his temptation of Eve here in Genesis. You see, the serpent chooses his language here very carefully. He tells Eve that if she eats the fruit off this forbidden tree, she will be like God. If you remember back to our first week when we studied the importance of understanding our place as image bearers, you'll remember that Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 tells us that God made humanity in his image, in his likeness. And now the serpent is tempting the first woman who bore God's likeness with the idea that she can be like God. This is no accident. The serpent is hitting much too close to home here. Eve has already been made to reflect who God is, but the serpent tells her that she could be more. She could be like God. To be made in God's likeness was not enough. So what exactly is the serpent tempting Eve with? The temptation of self. So let's continue on to see how Eve responds to her temptation here in Genesis 3. After the serpent feeds Eve her temptation of self, Eve's gaze turns inward. Genesis 3 verse 6 tells us, When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit. And eight. The serpent draws Eve's eyes in toward herself, all the while causing her to forget to look upward to God and outward toward the goodness of creation. And what does Eve see when she looks inside herself? She sees deficiency. She is dissatisfied with her level of likeness to God, and she desires more. She desires to be like God in her knowledge in her level of wisdom. And so she takes of the fruit and she eats. Eve gives in to the temptation of self and in her looking inward, she forgets to look upward and outward. She forgets that she's already been made in God's image, in God's very own likeness. She forgets that she's been crowned with glory and honor as a woman bearing God's image. She forgets about the goodness of creation that God has already given to her. Eve only sees inside of herself, and because of this, the temptation to forget the image of God will now lead to the consequence of a tarnished image of God. 
Genesis 3 goes on to tell us the consequences of this moment. After both Adam and Eve eat the fruit, Genesis 3 verse 7 reveals, The eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. The eyes of the first image bearers were opened, and their gaze, which once was perfectly focused on God and creation, will now and forever be drawn away from those things. Now their gaze will be on their tarnished image. In Genesis 3 verse 9, God calls out to his image bearers. He wants to know where they are. He wants to see them. And this is how Adam responds to God's call in Genesis 3 verse 10. Adam says, I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Now, when Adam and Eve see themselves, they no longer see the goodness that God created in them and around them. They see something that gives them fear, gives them shame. So they hide their now tarnished image. They are hidden from God and hidden from the good creation. I like how Barbara Westberg puts it in her blog, where she says that self squeezed between God and his creation, distorting Adam and Eve's vision. So with this, let's take a moment to ask ourselves exactly what can we learn from Eve's temptation here in the Bible and how it relates to us women today. We know from last week's study that our image-bearing purpose to look upward and outward was emphasized by Jesus in Matthew 22, verses 37 and 38, when he declares, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it, that you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Look upward towards Look upward towards God. Love God first and then look outward towards your neighbor. What about that last little part though when Jesus says you shall love your neighbor as yourself? As yourself, doesn't that require looking inward? Yes, it does. This is the pivotal understanding that Jesus had a glimpse into our tarnished image that we've had from the very beginning after Eve gave in to her temptation. We already love ourselves. Think of all the time you spend looking in a mirror like I talked about at the beginning. Maybe it's a literal mirror, maybe a figurative one, but most likely it's a combination of both. From putting on our makeup to examining our outfit choices to researching how we can boost our confidence or reading up on best practices for self-care. I'm not saying that any of these things are bad in and of themselves, but I do want you to take some time and reflect. Think about all of the time, all of the heart, all of the energy that you spend on those things. What Jesus is saying here in Matthew 
is that that same amount of time, heart, and energy should be matched in your love for others, in your looking outward. As women who bears God's image, we're no different than that first female image bearer, Eve. Humanity's temptation will always, always be to look inward, and in that, forgetting to look upward at God and outward at others. What we can learn from Eve's temptation in the Bible is this. We must, must keep our eyes focused on God and the goodness that He's given to us. Don't hear me saying that it's a sin to look inward to examine ourselves. It's not a sin to look in a mirror or to research taking care of ourselves. We're all about healthy living and having a healthy view of ourselves here at Bought at a Price. But in all of this, we must keep our eyes focused on our Creator. Viewing ourselves must be through the lens of who God designed us to be, His image bearers, and what His purpose is for our lives, to look up at Him and out at His goodness around us. So, how do we do that? Well, there's a number of ways— One of the most important being that you need to stay meditating on God's Word, which we've written and talked about, and you can find a link to below if you want to research more on. But for a simple, practical habit that you can put in place right now, today, this is what I suggest and what's worked for me. Begin practicing gratitude. I'm sure you're saying, yeah, yeah, I've heard that before. Maybe you've even tried it out and you didn't stick with it, but I'd encourage you today to give it another go. At the end of your day, sit down with pen and paper and write out three things that you're grateful God gave you today. It can be as simple as the hot cup of coffee that you had this morning or the warm shower that woke you up. God's goodness around us is as much in those little things as it is in the big. Nothing is too small for it to be a good gift from God. And so as you do this, as you practice gratitude in this small way, as you look upward, you thank God by looking at his good gifts. I promise that your inward gaze will forever be changed. And so until next week, let's remember this scripture together from Philippians 2 verses 3 through 4. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others.